Missionary Podcast, and I am your host, Vanessa Cruz. Listen, before we dig into today's topic, make sure to check out episodes six and seven that focus on fear. If you feel like you've struggled with particular fears in your life, then you are not going to want to miss out on my two-part series of Don't Let Fear Punk You. Listen, it helped me. I'm praying that it's helped others, and I'm praying that it's going to help you. Today is a very special episode because I'm going to be answering an Ask Vanessa question from somebody who submitted through my website. So I'm just going to start off by reading her question. It's a relationship-centered question, um, and then we'll go on from there. She says, I've liked this guy I met through church for a little more than a year since I've met him. And we've gone out to eat and to the movies a couple of times. And, you know, we started to get to know each other, but we never talked about taking things a step further until I asked him how he felt about me after about three months into our quote unquote friendship. He told me about the traumatic relationships he was in, and it sounded like they've in a way made him scared to fall in love again. He also mentioned about wanting God to work into his life before letting someone into it again. So we continue to be friends throughout the year and I've developed crazy feelings for him, but I'm afraid to say anything about it and scare him away. Should I tell him how I feel? Should I wait? Should I give hints? This is a fantastic question, but it's also kind of loaded. So after reading the question, I see really two different roads that this question could lead us down. Number one is how to approach a relationship with someone who exhibits post-traumatic relationship syndrome. Yes, my friends, it's a real thing. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Or number two, when to have a determining the relationship moment, most commonly known as a DTR. So, you know, even though your question is technically aimed at how you should proceed with someone who clearly has been wounded in a previous relationship, I feel like I need to start by addressing what seems like to me and based off what you have written, you being let on. Now, based off what you've described, he may not be leading you on maliciously with the intent of deceiving you. But it does sound like he's sending signals that you are picking up. The problem is, is that they are mixed signals, hence your confusion. So let's talk about intimate relationships really quick. There is this buzzword that you will find circulating around all things Christian dating. It's called intentionality or intentional dating. And you know what, really guys, it's not that complicated. It's very simple. I love the way my friend Melody Fabian from Love Truth International puts it. She says, dating without intention is like going shopping without money. And I love that example. You know, and I I think we all know what it feels like to go into a store and look around just for the thrill and not have any intention of buying anything because frankly, we have nothing to offer that person at the checkout counter. So stick with me here using the same uh, analogy. So let's imagine that shoes and clothes had feelings. I want you to think about how they must feel when you take the time to wait in line at the fitting room. You try these clothes on, you're looking in the mirror, you know, you're like testing, you're testing this whole outfit out. You know, if they had feelings, they're most likely like, 
yes, I'm definitely going home with this chick. She took the time to wait in line. She took the time to try them on. She spent, you know, close to 25 minutes in the waiting room, making sure that it looks right. Everything you're doing is signaling to them that they are going home with you and they're going to find a new home in your closet. Right. But then when you leave the fitting room, you're like, no, I really just wanted to test out to see if this worked for me. I know that I, I took up their time, but it's just not going to work. And you just leave these clothes. You don't even put them back on the rack. You're just like, this rack is good enough. And you just throw them. This is how it feels like when we take up people's time without the intention of purchasing or without the intention of making a commitment or having some type of clear direction for a relationship that we're entering into. Okay. So no one likes to be let on and clear upfront communication on both ends of a relationship can definitely help hearts from getting too involved. So you said that you've gone out to the movies and out to eat a couple of times And three months later, you finally decide to have an honest conversation with him about how he feels about you. And his response is sharing that he's had traumatic relationships. This response leads me to consider two possible things. Either this is an excuse to continue to have a convenient, quote unquote, friendship where he is emotionally benefiting from you in an effort to keep loneliness at bay, or he legitimately is scared to fall in love again. Because let's be honest, getting hurt hurts. And our natural response as humans is to escape pain. And I also don't want to fail to mention that his response to your question was not an answer, but an explanation of his past. So he didn't even give you a clear answer. All that's indicated in your question is that when you approached him about his feelings towards you, he responded with, well, I've had traumatic relationships and I'm kind of wanting, I'm in a season of wanting God to work in my life before I let someone into it again. And so his response leads me to believe that he's confused. But let's just give him the benefit of the doubt and believe that Perhaps he really has had experience with a traumatic relationship or several traumatic relationships. Let's just say that every girlfriend he's had, you know, cheated on him or lied to him in a significant way. Okay. If that's the case, traumatic, intimate relationships are very real. So much so that the American Psychiatric Association is considering the possibility of proposing two new diagnoses focus on relationships, one being PTRS, which is the post-traumatic relationship syndrome, not to be confused with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, but PTRS and just uh, relationship disorder. Okay, so these two diagnoses, there's been research and, and perhaps a lot of psychologists and therapists alike have been noting that there are significant ties and associations to a particular trauma and horrible relationships. Okay, so some of the criteria for that would be anyone who's experienced physical, sexual, Uh, and or severe emotional abuse within an intimate relationship. So that's the key. It has to be within an intimate relationship. Um, Can develop post-traumatic relationship syndrome. 
Um, and again, it's not to be confused with PTSD, but it is very similar. And that's not to say that you cannot experience PTSD symptoms from a relationship because you can. Um, so I just wanted to briefly talk about post-traumatic relationship syndrome and what that looks like, because I think it's very important that we consider that this may not be an excuse. This this could legitimately be a very real fear for him. And so I want to go over the criteria just because I think that this is going to help many of you. So number one, the first symptom of PTRS is mistrust and a fear of intimate relationships because relationships in which there was violence, sexual assault, threats, cheating, financial abuse, emotional abuse, alcoholism, uh, chronic lying, narcissism, um, all of that can wreak long-term havoc on your emotional state and affect your emotional regulation. So you can be left with a heightened sense of suspicion and distrust. And it may take you, it may take that person a long time to feel like you can trust anyone. The second um, symptom is experiencing flashbacks, nightmares, um, which are also indicative of PTSD. Um, The third one is obsessing and difficulty concentrating. So you can find yourself, you know, somebody who who has PTRS would find themselves constantly checking that person's Facebook. You might be um, continuing, find yourself continually thinking about the relationship you know, what you did wrong, how things could have been different. And so the turmoil of it all is distracting. Your grades may plummet, your performance at work might decline, you don't have the right motivation to go out with your friends anymore. So there's that obsessing and difficulty concentrating. That's how that all comes in. And then number four, you might find weight gain or weight loss and other health problems. Your appetite can be a big indicator of your emotions and um, rapidly gaining or losing weight can be a sign something is wrong. Your entire relationship with your body and your, your, your overall general health can really take a nosedive when you have PTRS. So when it comes down to it all, the thing that you're going to find most affected by PTRS is your ability to become vulnerable again. But there's good news. When you invite God into your issue of vulnerability, he can and will do a work of restoration in your heart that will allow you to trust again. And I can say that confidently because I've suffered from both PTSD and PTRS. You can read a little bit about my story on my website. So the thing is, anyone who's displaying these PTRS symptoms should give themselves time to process their pain with their support systems and most importantly, with God. However, that does not mean you find someone in the meantime to help with your loneliness. We need to feel that sting of singleness so that we can draw comfort in our relationship with God. But we take that relationship for granted that allows us to grow and what builds a healthy framework for what to expect and how to behave in intimate relationships. So what I'm saying is singleness is the single most important season you can embrace because you are learning how to be vulnerable with God. You are learning to trust his love for you. And in that process, your identity and your self-worth in God is being built and renewed, which means the next time you enter into a relationship, the next time the time is right and you feel God's blessing to enter into a new relationship, your threshold for abuse, 
and mistreatment will be low. Your tolerance for disrespect and cheating will be low because you have um, cultivated a healthy relationship with God and you now understand and can refer to a healthy relationship because you have it with God. You have it with people that are growing with you in the Lord, in your community. You, you now have a new framework to refer to when you think about what godly relationships look like because you see them all over your church. You see couples worshiping. That's the beauty of the mechanism called church is that it gives us a healthy framework to refer to of what healthy relationships look like. And so sometimes we just need to slow down and embrace that season of singleness so that when we do enter in a relationship, we're going to enter into it with wisdom and we're going to work on it and work through it the right way. So now going back to this young woman's question. She said, you know, I continue to be friends and throughout the year I have developed crazy feelings for him, but I'm afraid to say anything about it and scare him away. Should I tell him how I feel? Should I wait? Should I give him hints? This is, this is what I think. The fact that it has been at least, it sounds like already a year, maybe even more. And, and, you know, you've already let him know how you feel. You've encouraged his affections and he has not stated his intentions towards you is definitely concerning. You, my friend are worth a clear, definitive answer. And I would encourage you to set a boundary with him in your time and with the amount of attention that you give him. Because it sounds like you want to be pursued, but he's actually cornering you into the role of pursuer. And so I would encourage you to do the same thing that somebody coming, you know, out of a a traumatic relationship would do is that seek God in this season of singleness, learn what healthy relationships should look like, grow in your knowledge, read these books, read articles about what intentional dating looks like so that when the season comes and God brings a man into your life, you are going to be ready and you're already going to know um, what signs to look for. You're going to know whether this person is about business, like they're really ready, you know, to pursue a very serious relationship with you. I mean, unless you want your time to be wasted, unless you want to play games, because, you know, there are some, there are some people out here who just want to play games just for the thrill of it. But if, if you're serious about protecting your heart and, and guarding, guarding your heart and, um, and, and if you want your time to be valued, then, you know, continue to grow in wisdom Invite people that you trust and respect into your love life um, so that they can act as sort of um, a natural a relationship barrier for you. Um, because sometimes our emotions can really trip us up. They can truly blind us. And so it helps to have that that sober, objective perspective of somebody you love and care about, you know, to speak into your life and be like, you know what, girl? I don't think, I mean, have you seen this about him? Have you noticed this tendency about him? And and don't be afraid to invite people into your life that are going to speak truth uh, into you because as I spoke about earlier, these relationships can have very real psychological and, and physical effects and tolls on us. And so I don't want you to go through that because it sounds like like this guy, he needs time. He said it, which is fine. 
but in the process, he's wasting yours. Well, that's all for now. For links to sources, websites, and recommended reading on this topic, find this question on liverevolutionary.org. Do you have a question? Hop on liverevolutionary.org and click Ask Vanessa. And remember to think, feel, and live revolutionary. revolutionary.